Today I'm just going to start with John 17, but then we'll finally end up in Genesis. John 17, starting at the first verse. While you're looking for that, I want to give honor again to my lovely wife who has to live with me. Pastor's wives really don't get a lot of recognition or, or support, I guess, from the pulpit. But I want you to know whatever you think of me, that's good. It is because of this woman over here. I won't get, I, I'll start crying up here if I start talking about her. So y'all, y'all let me, let me move on. John 17. <laughs> All right, this is Jesus praying to his father, starting at the first verse. My focus is verse three. It says, these things Jesus spoke and lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the hour has come, glorify thy son, that the son may glorify thee, even as thou gavest him authority over all mankind, that to all whom thou hast given him, he may give eternal life. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Everybody looking for life. Here, here's the subject for the day. Let's go shopping. Come on, say this with me. Let's go shopping. Hey, now, last I guess a couple of years ago, I spoke a message about football, and so all the guys got into it. So now, guys, I'm gonna switch on to give a message for the sisters. Let's go shopping. Uh, all the sisters, find a man, brother, to look, look at him and say, go ahead, find a brother to look at, look at him. Brothers, go ahead, let them look at you and say, let's go shopping. I, I can't tell you how, what that word does to us. <laughs> well, we know what that means, man. That's like putting a chain around our neck. Oh, man. <laughs> shopping, oh, anything but shopping. But we, we, we all shop, though. Believe me, we all shop. It's just that uh, usually with, with, uh, with the brothers, we, we just usually go into a store and uh, just get it, and, you know, we ain't looked at the price or nothing, just went and took it off the shelf and, and brought it home. You know, I'm still trying to figure out, for instance, when I go, I remember one time my wife sent me to go get some tomato paste, and I didn't know there were so many different brands. <laughs> and so y'all know how y'all do, y'all just tell us, go get some tomato paste. And we're like, okay. And we're thinking it's gonna be a simple thing, because when we get instructions, male thinking, simple instructions, okay, there's gonna be this big sign in the supermarket that says, tomato paste. And when we get to that section, there's gonna be one brand with one price. So we walk in and there's all these different tomato paste, and I look at ketchup, I see ketchup, catsup, I still don't know what's the difference between ketchup and catsup. Explain that, explain that to us and uh, tomato paste, all the different brands, and there's 79, 89, 69, 59, and so, okay. So then, well, let me think about this. So, now if I get the 59 cent can, she gonna say, this is too cheap, it's messed up, it ain't gonna taste good. See, I know this from shopping with her. <laughs> See, because I watched her shop, and she'd be looking at one item, she'd look at the different prices, the different brand, then she'd come back to where she started, and i say, dear, this ain't the stock market, the prices ain't gonna change. She'd be looking at the different prices and coming back like it's going to be different when she get back to that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
the price ain't gonna change. Why you? Okay. So I'm looking at the tomato paste and I'm like, okay. So what do we all do, brothers? We take the safe ground. What's the middle price? If they're 69, 79, and 89, we're just gonna get to 79. We don't care what the brand is, just get the middle price. I didn't get the most expensive one, I didn't get the cheap one. And when you get home, you still didn't get the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. So let's go shopping. Now what I want to talk to you about is, see God understands this thing that's in us about shopping. And here's the proof. The first mall was built in the beginning. It was called the Galleria of Eden. <laughs> See, we got this wonderful mall here in St. Louis for those of you who are listening by tape and what if this tape goes into another city so that didn't make much sense to you what I just said. We have a mall here in St. Louis called Galleria. And it's an excellent mall, I understand. I don't know, because i only been a couple of times and couldn't take it no more. <laughs> and the Galleria is full of stores, two floors. Sisters are in heaven, music in the background. Water fountains. The word, the spirit of shopping is in the place. It's just, they just go in some shop, shop. Uh, the water that's flowing in the water fountain is saying shop, 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 shop. <laughs> you go in all the different stores, no matter what the music is that's playing, you go in maybe a store that's, that's, that's uh, teen, you know, for teenagers and the music is playing maybe on some radio station that's rock, but still, it seems like when you walk in the store, no matter what, what the station, if it's rock, they're playing shop, 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 shop. And then if you go into a store where maybe there's contemporary music, it's booming the bass with shock, the shock. And the sisters are just having fun, just, yes, just they're in shopping heaven. We're just walking, and it all looks the same in every mall. The brothers are all standing on the walls, sitting in, a, ain't that right? They're standing on the walls and sitting in the middle. We're sitting on the water fountain. They're saying in the back of our head, shop, 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 all this water flowing. And, and so, and we, we, and sisters are walking up and down and just going in and out of stores. And you can always tell husbands because they're like, <laughs> they're not even walking straight no more. It's just sideways. <laughs> and they don't, and we don't go in the store. Why do brothers always stand outside the store? Because we ain't going in there with you. <laughs> Oh, just one more. Just you always see this sight. Just one more. And the brothers come to the door and we stop and we lean and I look in the store and sisters are just having a time. Just looking at skirts and, and blouses and shoes are all out everywhere. And I worked in River Rose Mall in a shoe store one time and so I understand this look on the salesman when they done brought out 50 pairs of shoes already. And then you say, I like the one that you brought out the first time. So we love this shopping thing. And so brothers, God understood this. Because what I'm going to show you, let's look at Genesis, the second chapter. Here, here's, an, here's something, brothers, we got to deal with this. Shopping is really God's idea. There's something in us that he, 
he tested us in this area of shopping. And the reason why I say that, because the whole world is still out shopping today. And even the saints were still out shopping. And so God did something very interesting. He built them all. Genesis, the second chapter, verse 8, And the Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there it is. God built them all, and he caused stores to spring up. Trees everywhere, stores, oh yes. All these trees, they said, all this stuff is good. Good stuff, you can partake of anyone. Can you imagine that? Somebody gives you a credit card with no limit and you don't have to pay the bill. And said, go eat, in the tree, listen to that. Ooh. <laughs> no limit on the credit card, just go get what you want. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? And I, and I saw down here at verse 10, just like out in Galleria, look this. And now a river flowed out of the Eden to the water of the garden. And from there it divided and became four rivers. Wow, four rivers through the mall. Not just the water fountain, rivers, man. There got to be some connection between that water and shopping. Isn't that something? So this is the ultimate mall, y'all. Not just water fountains, rivers. Can you imagine that, sisters? A mall so big, it got four rivers. Not just two floors like Galleria, but four rivers. That means miles of stores. You could just get lost. Honey, I'll be home next week. <laughs> Lord, help me. Now, verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man's son, from any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him, to help him shop. But, but let me back up to the verse before that. You can shop in any store here except for Koje. What is Koje? K-O-G-A-E. The store of knowledge of good and evil. You can shop in any store you want except for Koje's. K-O-G-A-E. Knowledge of good and evil. Now I just wonder how many of us, if they told you you have a limitless credit card, you don't have to pay the bill, you can shop in any store for miles, except for one. Now something about us makes us say, what's in this store? We ain't even, we done forgot all about the other stores. What's in that store that I can't touch with my limitless credit card and the bill that I don't have to pay? And you instantly start thinking, dude, these shoes are bad in here. But what is in Koje's? I like these blouses in here, but what's in Koje's? Must be some nice fine stereo equipment. Something over there in Koje's. 
So you just go and we just stand and look, stand on the outside of the door, walk by it a couple of times. You know how those stores in the mall with the money, you, don't even, you know the prices are so high, you don't even go in there. So at Kojay's, you just walk by and look. What's in Kojay's? You know, forgot all about all this other stuff that we can partake of. What are those other trees? Just like the fruit of the Spirit. All oh, the joy, the love, the goodness, the meekness, the patience, and the temperance. But what's in Kojay's? Something about that store. I want to get something into that store. So then God said it's not good for the man to be alone or all one. So he put him to sleep. I won't touch that. I won't go there. But he put him to sleep to form a woman. I won't go there. Yes, I will. See, brothers, we are still. <laughs> he put him to sleep so he could take Bible says rib, but some Bible scholars have said it was actually a cell taken from his side to create another human being. Oh, to make a helper suitable for him. I've heard a joke sometimes that says, how come men chase women? Because we're still trying to get that rib back. I told you I was going to go there. <laughs> and so when he woke up, he was wondrously, pleasantly surprised. And, oh, this is wonderful. This is great. And so then later on in the story, we pick up where she's shopping. <laughs> so obviously, he told her the same things that God had told him. You can shop anywhere. No limit on the credit card. You don't have to pay the bill. Go anywhere. Except for, we can't shop at Kojay's. So it wasn't long before she was walking by Kojay's. What's, what's in that store? And so to help her along, then a salesman came out one day. <laughs> and said, the guy said, you can't shop in here? Yep. He said, we can't even shop in there. So he opened the door so she could see some of the stuff that was in there. And what was in there was what the Bible refers to as the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And I always thought, okay, what does that mean? It wasn't just the knowledge of good and evil, but it was the fruit of that knowledge. What comes out of knowing what's good and evil? And let me tell you what comes out of knowing what is good and evil. See, because when you just look at the knowledge of the good, you see stuff like money, that's good. Prosperity, yeah, that's good. Being famous, hmm, some good stuff in that store. That's good stuff, would you agree? Good stuff. Having some education, having some influence, Good stuff in that store. And there's some of the bad stuff that he let her see. Well, being poor, I ain't gonna do that. Ain't gonna have no influence, no education. 
So out of the knowledge of what's good and evil, then you say, all right, then I can make my own decision about what's going to happen to me. Because I don't see you see what's good, you see what's evil. What is the fruit of that knowledge? Independence. Then I'm going to decide if that's going to happen to me or not. And right here today, we're partaking of the fruit of that knowledge. That's why I started off with John 17, where Jesus said, this is life, to know thee and the son who, who you sent. Because if we just go and partake of, if we go shop in that store and start grabbing that stuff for ourselves, we can't handle that. Neither should, could she. Lord, you mean to tell me that the fruit of the knowledge is just independence? What's so bad about being independent? I mean, we're founded on a nation where we have a declaration of independence. What's so bad about being independent? Verse 6 of chapter 3. Genesis 3, 6 says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. What'd she do? Honey, let me see, let me show you what's in a couple days. And so y'all know us, okay, let's see what's in Kojay's. And he saw that she had partaken of the fruit. There was an independence about her. In fact, I looked up the word in the Hebrew when it said she took up, she partook of the fruit, she separated herself from her husband. She separated herself from God. Independent. And so here we are living in a very strong feminist society where the most attractive thing about a woman is independence. The most attractive thing about a man and his work and his ministry is his independence. I'm cut off from everybody doing it my way. And God is saying to us, the fruit of that kind of knowledge is independence and it is to our detriment. We need the Lord. And I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, sometimes I, I think I heard Pastor Ray say that people accuse Christians of saying God is a crutch. And they say, well, then let me have two. I'm not ashamed to say, I need God. And so in her separating herself from her husband, he saw that. He saw that independence. And he decided, well, if she could be independent, then I can too. And whereas the woman was deceived, the Bible says the man willfully disobeyed. He saw her independence and said, I know. <laughs> And I'm the guy in charge. God put me in charge of the mall. All the stores I can go and shop in and do what I want. 
And now, here's the one store he told us not to go touch, and she went in there and shopped, and she's all right. Wow, how much more am I gonna have? Does this make any sense today? And so he went and partook, <laughs> got him a taste. Gonna get me a taste of the good life, gonna get me a taste of, see how this is gonna work out for me. Then as soon as they both had partaken, we all know the story. <laughs> then God showed up. The owner of the mall showed up, gonna take inventory. So walking through the mall, Adam, where are y'all? Because y'all know they were both called Adam. She didn't receive a separate name until after they sinned. Why? Because she separated herself. And then she had a separate name. She was called Eve after they fell. Before then, God just called them Adam. Adam, where are y'all? Can you imagine that? Sometimes people do that to me and Carol. They'll call me Carol and call her Chris, and we just say, well, it's, it's all the same. <laughs> you know, y'all see our children. You can call, you know, Johnny. We're already doing that. I, I don't mean to get off, but what, what is your name, child? Chris, Johnny, David. <laughs> you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so he called them Adam. And he came looking for him. Where are y'all? And they did the religious thing. Found out we messed up, we cut off, so they covered up. So then they went shopping in the stores they were supposed to shop in. Too late. Well, let's go get some clothes now. <laughs> and they covered themselves up in what really in my heart is just straight up religion. That's what religion does with sin. It just covers up. You come to church and we look deep. No evil have I done. Oh, we drive to church. I'm so sick of this, and I'm sick of that. I'm fussing and yelling, and every once in a while, a filth and a foul comes out the mouth. And, and as soon as we drive up on the parking lot, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Religion starts to cover up. <laughs> But we do it anyway, because, you know, oh, okay, especially when Pastor Ray walks out on the platform, we've been like this, and then when Pastor Ray come out, then we go, oh, okay, yeah. Uh -huh. Come on, y'all. So they tried to cover it up with religion, <laughs> looking the part. And God just said, where are you? God knows how to get us, don't he? Where are you? We hiding. I didn't teach you that word. What's that word doing in your vocabulary? Hiding? Where did that come from? Hiding for what? Because we naked. Who told you that? Because up until then, that, that, that word wasn't nowhere in the mall. None of the stores was named that. None of the fruit had that on it. Shame, nakedness, hiding. And then he knew, God knew. You've been in Coljake, yeah, haven't you? Because the only place you can find those words is in Coljake. 
Where'd you find that stuff? Design or sin? <laughs> Who gave you that? Well, well, see, see, it, it was, it, it was that salesman. He pulled me in the store. <laughs> and then brothers do what we always do. Look, I was only at the store because <laughs> she made me go. <laughs> in fact, Adam did something worse than that. Really, stop and look at it. Adam was actually blaming God. He said, it was this woman you gave me. Come on, brothers, we got to come off of that. If it wasn't for her, I really would. I won't go there. This time I won't. Now, you said you went there with the, with the women. You better go there with the men. Come on, brothers, we can't, we can't say it was that woman you gave me because here's the thing, sisters. We got, brothers, we got this little secret we don't really like to tell you. We don't like to tell you that we are, a, we are aware of a lot more than what we let on. We, we really do, come on fellas, come on wives, look at your husband while I say this. We really do like to act like we don't know what's going on at home. <laughs> we really do, we like to act that way. We really do, we work hard to make sure that we don't know what the children are doing. <laughs> we work hard to make sure that we don't know nothing about the trash, the dishes. I do, I work hard to look dumb. Oh, I didn't know the trash was piled up. Just, uh, oh. When the smell hit me at the door, oh, I guess I better take out the trash. Am I telling the truth? Oh, that's right, trash. <laughs> we work hard to do that. You know why? Because we know you're going to do it. Because you get tired of waiting on us. Come on, brothers, own up to it. We know you're going to get tired of waiting on us to do it, so you're going to go ahead and do it. But really, God made them a helpmate suitable for us, for us to take the lead. See, I'm standing in line first on this one. Lord, how did I get off on that? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Lord's really saying something to us because partaking of that, of, the, of that knowledge of good and evil has led us into these things of that independence. Well, we do stuff like that. We act like we don't know. And brothers, we're good at it. Adam act like he didn't know. See, God, it was, you, you gave me this woman. We're experts at that. We really are. It's sort of like, I've always wondered, here it is on the sister side. It's sort of like, you know, uh, the monthly visitor and sisters, you'd be wanting us to understand. You really want us to understand and you say, well, you see, you know that's what's happening to me, so why are you going off on me? But when another sister acts the same way, then how come you don't have that same understanding with another sister? Ooh, Pastor Chris, I know you knew that, yeah. 
In other words, see, you want your husband to understand that this is what you're going through, but we don't show that same kind of love to another sister when you come to church and you know that that's what's happening. Just like you want your husband to understand that's what's going on, then what about showing that same love and compassion to the other sister who you know that's what's going on? And so that leads us husbands to go, wait a minute. You want me to understand, then how come you upset with her and you know that that's what's her problem right now? Ooh. I wanted to put it in a context so that you understand that brothers, we, that us men, we do act dumb. Just like in that situation, you do act like you, uh, uh, you get what I'm saying. So I want you to understand what, where the brothers are. We work hard to make it look like, God, if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for you giving me her, then I would have been all right. I never would have gone to that store. I would have been okay if you hadn't taken her from me, if you hadn't taken her out of my sight and created her. That's what he was saying. And how dare us, in our arrogance, male and female, accuse God and make it look like, try to manipulate the situation to look as if though it's God's fault. This is a, as a result of shopping in Kojay. We're gonna come out of that store, ain't we? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I'm almost finished. Now, the Lord was giving me some interesting things for us in our shopping, some of the stuff that we've done. And he kind of liked it. I, I had to, y'all know I had to throw some sports in there. I'm, I'm sorry, sisters. I had to get some sport in there. There are times when we're in that store and we start getting beat up by that knowledge of what's good and evil because it starts to actually look like God is unfair. And like, remember back when we first got saved, before you got saved and you were just kind of wrestling with the devil? In fact, the Lord kind of gave it to me this way. Living, before you get saved, it's like you dance with the devil. You're just dancing and look like everything is fine. But see, after a while, you get tired. You know, I want to sit down. He said, no, you can't sit down. I'm tired. I said, no, you can't. Please let me stop. No, you can't. And then the attitude ain't sweet no more. No, you ain't sitting down. But please let me go. Please, I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of my mess. I wanna... No, you are not sitting down. And what started off as a nice waltz is now you're being jerked around. Oh, Lord, please, God, send me somebody to get me off this dance floor. And Jesus shows up. Hallelujah. And he doesn't ask. He says, I'm cutting in. And he picks us up off the dance floor and carries us. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? That's how it is when we get saved. Another example. It's like wrestling. Here's my sport. Uh, wrestling is real big now. All the young guys, well, we love all this wrestling, don't we? Yeah, women too. I see somebody clapping. Yeah, love wrestling. And so you were just in this, you thought it was playing and make-believe, like the way wrestling is now. Y'all know that make-believe, don't you? <laughs> I didn't bust nobody's bubble then. What you mean, make-believe? <laughs> 
So he was just kind of tossing around playing and everything and he was doing all those, I don't even know what they call all those moves. And you was playing with the devil too. And then one day he hit you for real. He went, I thought we was playing. And then he pins you down. He like, get up, get up off me. And they count three, one, two, three. You go, okay, it's over. No, it ain't, he keeps you pinned down. And the count stops and you can't get up and he won't get up off of you. And there we are on the canvas screaming again. Please somebody get this fool off me. And Jesus comes in again the devil up off of you, body slams him down, holds him down, count of three, three, and instead of Jesus getting up and saying he's the winner, he goes over to you and lifts your arms and says you're the winner. And so then we all excited and happy now, so we come into the church and we get all geared up, we start getting some training and everything, we like Rocky. Y'all see the first Rocky, and he was running through the streets of Philadelphia, and everybody was cheering him on. Da, 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 da. And we so happy, man. We, oh, I'm saved. I'm born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank you, Lord. And so then we go in to fight Apollo Creed. That's one of the demons of lust and fear and stuff that's in our life. And we go into the ring, and we all set, and the bell rings, gling, gling, and we come out there, and we go, boom. <laughs> And we come back to the thing, come back to the side and go, he hit me. I thought I had power. <laughs> and that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil starts to kick in and said, if God is fair, then why did he let you get knocked out? If God is so just, then how come you still ain't overcome that yet? Oh. And so... One of the brothers or sisters comes along and encourages us and gives us the word of the law, you know, splashing water on your face. That's the word of the water, or the water of the word, splashing on your face. All right, get back out there. You got to go fight. So we go back out there and we fight, and then we get in a blow. Boom, boom. Oh, this is good. You start smiling at the audience. Uh, Saints, I'm doing fine. I'm just, boom, boom. We like Muhammad Ali. It's, oh, this is wonderful. And then, we, then the enemy pins us up in the corner, and we... You start getting tired, you know, you're trying to fight your way out of the corner and the coaches, trainers over on the side, Holy Spirit saying, get out the corner, get out. That's the worst thing you can do in boxing. Don't get caught up in the corner. You say, okay, I'm trying to get out, but I, I can't get out the corner because the enemy's over there asking you questions. If God loves you, then how come you still ain't got no job? Boom. If God loves you, then how come all your money's gone? Boom. God loves you. How come Brother Ted keep getting up talking about tithing and you ain't got no money? Boom, boom. Yeah. Fruit of that knowledge starts to kick in again. You just drop your gloves and go, I'm tired of fighting. Boom, 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 boom. I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight no more. I don't want to fight no more. You get, and then we get back to the sideline. Thank the Lord the bell rings before the round is over. We sit over on the sideline. We're all bloodied up and beat up and bruised and everything. I'm tired of fighting. God ain't right. This ain't fair. This, they hitting hard out there. This is for real. And the trainer, the Holy Spirit says, I told you that before you went out there that you was in a fight that you was in a war, you're surprised? What do you think all that running through the streets? Dun, 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 dun. What do you think all that was for? I thought we was just going to take pictures and look good. 
mean to tell me I'm supposed to really fight? And when my arms get tired and I don't feel like that, I'm supposed to swing and really hit him back, even though I know he's going to hit me again if I swing back? Yeah. But see, but God, see, if you was fair, you would just step into the ring. See, fruit of that knowledge of good and evil. If God is fair, see, that's what he was telling that woman while she was shopping in Kojay. See, God is holding out on you. He didn't tell you nothing about this stuff in this store because he knew that if you knew about it, you would be like him. You'd be like him if you really know what's going on. So back to the ring. So he's sitting up in the ring and you're upset and all of us come to that point. Every single one of us, we all do. You come to that point where, okay, am I going to fight or am I going to give up? But something about the Holy Spirit, that trainer. Y'all know that trainer that Rocky had? Come on, Rock. <laughs> he won't even let you give up, does he? Come on, Rock, you can do it. But I'm tired, and I don't want to go back there. He's trying to kill me. Oh, he's getting tired of you, Rock. He's getting tired. He the one who tired, not you. Come on, you got faith like steel. Set your face like a flint. Come on, Rock. And that's what the Lord is speaking to us. Yeah, but see, all this stuff that I know, because I went shopping in that store, God is not fair. That ain't right, Rock. God's trying to show you who you really are. He's trying to show you that, that there ain't nothing, there ain't nothing that can come in that ring that you ain't already defeated. In fact, that thing walked into that ring scared of you. And it is counting upon you to do one thing, just quit. That's what the enemy don't want you to know. He cannot win. He cannot win. He cannot win. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. God is, God is awesome in the way he's prepared us for this day and this time. All of us have been some rounds in all of our different experiences and churches that we're coming from and backgrounds and careers and life's experiences. And so as all of a sudden it's like being called up into a, a new league or... <laughs> <clears throat> How can I put this? It's like all of a sudden finding yourself in the biggest mall you've ever seen in your life and having to make some decisions and some choices. I remember while I was at Oral Roberts University, he told us a story about Arabian horses who were trained to always to respond to the master's whistle. Different types of whistles were different types of signals for them to obey and command. And one of the signals meant, come to the master. No matter what you're doing, stop what you're doing and come to me. And so when the last and final test in their training of these horses was that, the test of obedience to the master, no matter what. And so the final test that all the horses were given was to make them run and run and run until they were tired and thirsty. And then lead them to some water and these tired, hot, thirsty, almost foaming at the mouth horses 
they bleed them to the water and just when they're about to put their mouth in to drink, they blow the whistle. And the only ones that passed the test who would, were the ones who would pass up their desire, they're earned, they're, they earned the right to drink that water, but they passed up their privilege and their right to obey the master. And when that whistle blew, turn away from the water and come back to the master. Those are the only ones who passed the test. And so the Lord has us in this mall <laughs> where you got all kinds of stores you can shop in and with all the stuff and the rounds we've been, hey, it's time for me to shop. <laughs> but we walk into a store and he says, don't touch that. Not only does he say don't go in Koje, but even in the stores that you allowed you to go into, he says, but you don't need everything in that store because of where I'm taking you, here's what you need. It, it don't make much sense to go out and buy, you know, some, uh, some five-inch high-heel spike shoes if you're getting ready to go out marching in the wilderness. You know, we're getting ready to go march around Jericho. Stand, you know, we're ready to fight, so I'm going to go get me some heels because I earn these with all the stuff I've been through. We get ready to go march in the desert. I'm getting me some furs. I earned this. What you gonna look like while we out in the middle of 102 degrees, but I got my fur? Oh, we go into the car store and finally you can get that car you always wanted. But when you get shipped overseas, you're in the middle of a desert storm or something like that. <laughs> driving your bins out in the middle of the desert with Saddam Hussein gunning and go, yeah, right. <laughs> so it's not even a matter of if whether you earned it or not. It's all we willing to obey the master. That was the test for Adam in the beginning. When I give you all of these choices and I tell you there's only one thing you can't touch, will you obey me? And when I bring you into greater maturity, here's a bunch of things that you can touch. But at the time that I say don't touch it, will you obey me? I believe that that's a call to us as a local church that's really a call to the church in this city and in this nation. Great wealth and prosperity has been in the hands of the church. Would you agree? We've seen them grow two, three, five, ten, seven thousand membership pastors prospering, all kinds of things, but God began to send his judgment. Why? Because he wanted our hearts. He didn't want our hearts to be after riches and things. So that, and I'm convinced of it to this day, so that he can trust us with the greater wealth. The greater wealth is souls. The greater wealth is in people. The greatest investment any of us can ever make is not in any stock, not in any mutual fund or bond, the greatest investment that all of us could ever make is in another life. And God is bringing us to the point where we're hot, tired, thirsty, just like those horses. And I've been running all day. Sound like the old Pentecostal song. I've been running, running, running. Lord, I'm running. Trying to make 100. 99 and a half won't do. Some of y'all saying it with me. You remember that. And you've been running a long time. I've been running. That's another song. I've been running a long time. 
So we feel like, okay, now it's time for me to get some drink. Now, I didn't come to Metro, it's time to drink. I'm tired, Lord, I've been in all this religion and denomination. And God blows the whistle, says, come here. Why? Because I got something I want you to carry. It's not time to relax yet. And here's one of the things that they did for those horses. I waited till now to tell you. After they obeyed the master, then they gave them all the water they wanted. Because the issue was obedience. I'm not going to withhold from you what you need. Those horses needed that water. But I want your obedience. I don't ever want anything to come between you and me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. So I say this to you, young people, especially, and anyone in this room that does not know the Lord. With all the things that are happening in this world today, you, can't, you ain't got time to gamble. You don't have time to shop. <laughs> You'll never make it through all the stores. And when you shop in Kojay, you're really getting in trouble. So why don't we do it the Lord's way? You've been searching, trying to find out what is your destiny, what is your purpose. Some of you, you know exactly what it is that God has called you to do and to be. But you're still trying to hang out there in shock. But are you willing to take that gamble? Please don't let me have to stand up here and preach your funeral because you didn't listen today. Please don't let the people of God have to mourn your death. See, because when a saint dies, we're we're upset and hurt because they've left us temporarily. They are with the Lord in glory. But when you don't know God, when you don't have relationship with him through Jesus, and you leave this planet, we're not hell, fire, and brimstone preachers, but I want you to know hell is a terrible place. It grieves our heart. You know, when we heard about Bob Richardson, I, I remember when I told Brother Robert and his eyes filled up with tears. Such a great awesome talent. The whole city loves him. But did he know God? When that plane crashed, did, did he go into eternity with a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because if he didn't today, right now, at this very moment, his soul is in torment. His soul is in the flame, the fire, and the agony of hell. And the word of the Lord says that the worm dies not. In other words, you're screaming, begging to die but you can't die because you've already died. It's that real. And it's that view of eternity that God wants to arrest your attention with. Young people, when you get so upset and you're restless and you can't understand why things are like they are and you look at your parents, you look at me or Pastor Ray and some of the other leaders in the church or teachers at school and we as adults ain't or talking one thing but we're living another and it looks like we're just a bunch of phonies too you be real don't leave this planet sacrificing your soul you be real be what you're looking for you looking for somebody you looking for something real then you be real all of us in this room get rid of that excuse there's too many hypocrites if you if you're tired of hypocrites then don't be one <laughs> there's an easy solution to be entirely hypocrites. Don't be one. Because when you're burning in hell, there's gonna be a whole there is a whole lot of folks in hell right now who was tired of hypocrites. 
they did not make the decision that they needed to make. Even the folks, when they all stand before the Lord in the great white throne judgment, they're going to have all kinds of reasons. Please don't be in that crowd. You do know from your eternal judgments teaching that we have in the house there's a difference between the great white throne judgment and the judgment seat of Christ. And those of us who, are, or who know the Lord will be before the judgment seat of Christ as the Lord judges our works after we got saved. So if we're all up in heaven and you find yourself standing in that line and there's a great white throne, you'll be looking over at us and go, oh no. I'm in, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong line. <laughs> hey, see, I went to Metro every week. I was in youth meeting. I was, I was there. Sometimes I even, I lifted my hands when Johnny said, don't wait for a feeling. And you'll stand before the Lord and he'll say, uh-uh. I don't know you. I never knew you. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm not trying to make you scared, but I, I sense the Lord's evangelistic zeal upon me today. I guess it's coming down from the pastor. I can't imagine staying, standing in eternity. You got to understand eternity. It ain't like time and space now where you got another chance where they can change their mind and we can, you know, get an appeal. It's final. And he says, I, I don't know you, and I never knew you. I can't imagine what that would be like. I don't fear it because, oh, I know him. And he knows me. But I tell you, one of the things that helps me, you see, you see the zeal that you see in me and people like Brother Ron, Sister Angie, well, we, we want souls, we want, because every once in a while, if you stop and think how terrible hell is, ain't that right, Brother Ron? You stop and think how terrible it is. You can't sit back and just let people go. And the enemy wants to keep us shopping in Kojays so that we'll never go and do what we're here to do. We're here to live our lives to the praise of God's glory and the pleasure of God's will. And those of you who don't know the Lord, I'm telling you today, I, my heart is out for especially you young people. You come in here every week. You listen to Pastor Ray and you listen to me. And every once in a while you come to youth meeting and you're just kind of being cool. But I'm telling you, don't end up in that crowd I sung about where the enemy does a drive-by on you, both in the natural and in the spirit. And you're the next one taken out. I feel this today. God is after your life. The game, the game time is over. The game time is over. God wants you. And all the stuff that's in your heart to do, all the things that are in your heart to accomplish with your life, it's not going to happen by shopping in Kojays. It ain't going to happen that way. Jesus said, this is life to know God and to know his son. And you know while I'm standing here today, this ain't about religion. See, you're sitting there and you're thinking now, see, if I do this, then that means I ain't gonna, be, I ain't gonna have no girlfriend, 
That means I'm going to have to stop drinking, I'm going to have to stop partying and running around with folks. See, the devil, come on, come on parents and adults, he, he tried to lie on us too, didn't he? All the stuff I'm going to have to give up if I get saved. But, but I'm telling you, ain't going to be no fine women in hell. <laughs> hell ain't the party that the videos tell you it is. Every once in a while they'll do a video and show hell is just a jumping party in place. Yeah, hey, hey, oh, hey. That, that ain't hell. One of our rappers here in the church wrote a song that said, hell ain't the place for eternal vacation. It ain't the place to be. It's horrible. Again, I ain't trying to scare, yes I am. I'm trying to scare hell out of you. But I ain't trying to put earthly fear. I want the fear of the Lord in you. A reverence for God so that you understand there is more to this life than just what's happening to you right now. Why do you see us adults struggling the way you do? Because that's where we live. We live in the reality now that life is very short. You know, once we start hitting those 30s and 40s, it starts to dawn upon us that we are now the age of those grown people. And we used to say grown, didn't we? And those people who were grown to us are elderly, or some of them are already gone. And so we realize very plainly and very real that time is really, really short. Life is just what the word of the Lord says. It's like a vapor. It's like steam. Any of y'all ever seen steam come out of a pot, coffee pot or teapot? You see it for just that moment, and the higher it goes up, it just dissipates. That's how fast life is. Stop and think about it. How old are you now? You're 15, 16. Remember how you felt back when you were five and six? You go, man, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that's how you're going to feel when you're 25. And you look back and you was 15, you go, man, that was quick. And when you're 35, you go, man. And then when you're 45, you go, wait a minute. I was just 15. <laughs> you wonder why you see some adults still trying to dress like you? Because it went by so fast. We was 15, we went to sleep one night, and we woke up, I was 35. And now you calling me sir, and Mr. Green. I'm like, wait, oh, wait a minute. I looked in the mirror in my hair. I used to have an afro. Y'all call them bobs today, they afros to us. The time goes just that quick. Look at all the people you see in sports in Hollywood dying off just like that. It ain't no game, y'all. So come on, let's do it God's way. There ain't nothing that you give up. See, God, God will help you get rid of that thinking that you got to have a gangster be. The young people know what I just said. I want me a gangster be. I ain't going to say the word in church. Now the adults just picked up on what I said. <laughs> and God will give you a godly wife. Yeah. 
There ain't nothing that you won't give up in this life that God won't return to you hundredfold. There is no replacement for what God will do in your life. Some of you, you look at us, older ones, my wife and I, you see our children. You see, you know, I drive a decent van. I make a decent salary. We live in a decent house. And some of you, you said, well, that's all I want. I ain't trying to be rich and famous and go for all the big famous stuff. And I just want a normal, regular life. Here's the deception of the enemy. Have you shopping in Kojay's? You'll spend the rest of your life just trying to, all I want is just a regular job. A regular wife ain't no such thing. <laughs> I just want just a regular family life and, and you'll never get it. Whatever is the thing that you desire, Satan will, like they used to do with horses. They used to lead horses by putting some sugar cubes or some type of food in front of their faces and just lead them, because the only thing they're watching is what they want. They want that food. They want that sugar. So the horse just keeps being led and led and led by watching what he wants. And don't you know that while the enemy is leading you like that, you, you're so busy following what you want, you don't see that hell right in front of you where he's leading you to. You never get it. And so what you do, just like the horses do, then they start walking faster to get to it, because they think that if I walk faster, then I'll get it. And so then you do it. You start running faster. And so next thing you know, you're in high school, you're sophomore year, junior year, senior year, and you're out of high school and you ain't learned nothing, ain't done nothing, because you're still chasing what you want. Then it's college years and you're still chasing. Then you start running, because in your 20s, then you got some speed. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I don't have to, see? And that independence thing from that, from that Kojak, that independence. So, my mother and father, they don't know what they're talking about anyway. They ain't got it, so I'm going to get it. I'm going to get all the stuff that they never got. See, because you see them trying to do it the Lord's way. It seems like the Lord's way, you end up in that boxing ring I talked about. And they getting all beat up, so that ain't happening to me. So when you walk fat, you run it. I'm going to get it. And the only thing you are doing is heading just that much faster to the enemy's destination for your life. And God is saying, stop it, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Come back to me. That's what repent means. It means turn around and come back to me. Come on, saints, let's just pray today. I believe the Lord is speaking. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I want all of the young people in particular, whether you're already giving your life to the Lord or not, I want you to come and join me up here at the front today. Thank you, Lord. All those ages from 13 all the way to 21, to come and join me up here. Thank you, Lord God. And I want our altar workers just to join me up at the front here also. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe that the enemy has released an attack upon you to keep y'all distracted from what God wants to do with your life. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless his name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for these precious, precious lives that you have brought, that you have ordered, Lord. And right now, we take a stand against the demonic powers 
that have swept in against these young people in this church. We oppose this evil presence that lurks around them, Lord, and harasses them at school and harasses them in their sleep, bringing nightmares and terrible dreams and bringing fear. We bind you right now in the name of Jesus. You have no place here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. I hear the word of the Lord. You ain't gonna lose your mind. Hallelujah. You're not gonna lose it. You're not gonna lose it. We break off of you the guilt that the enemy sends against you. Lord, we break the spirit of sorcery that's trying to come up against these young people. To lure them into marijuana and lure them into crack. Lord, we break it now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would feel that longing in the hearts of these young ladies, Lord. Right now, who the enemy is targeting them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see several of you, the loneliness that comes upon you. But the Lord says, I am present to fill that lonely place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's not that God has anything against you having a boyfriend, but there is a man that he has designed specifically for you. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord wants to fill that loneliness with his presence. Thank you, Lord. He's preparing you for your husband, even now. Hallelujah. He don't wait for your wedding day to prepare you. He starts preparing you now. Thank you, Lord. Come on, right there. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord God. I receive your love. I receive it, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. I just want you uh, counselors just to take a moment here to just to begin to lay hands on him and pray as the, heart, as the Lord leads you. Let the Lord give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a word of healing for these precious ones. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, those of us in the congregation, I want us to just to pray. If that's you, if you find yourself in the same position in heart and mind as these young people that are up here, I want you right now just to begin to say, yes, Lord, out of your heart. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will, God. Some of the things that were shared concerning the young people, Lord, applies to me, Lord. I've been shopping in, the, in, the, in that store, Lord, trying to get the put together the knowledge of good and evil, and I've been participating in that fruit of acting independent from you, of doing things my own way and, and trying to make my own decisions based upon what I think is right and wrong. But Lord, I say yes, Lord. Come on, join in with me. I say yes, Lord. Yes to the will of God. Yes to the way of God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, we bless his name. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, glory to the Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is necessary today. I believe that the Lord is arresting some lives here today. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. I don't want you to feel like you're in a big rush. These young people need this time today. Thank you, Lord. I know some of you have to go, and you can go ahead and go, but I believe that the Lord is arresting some lives here today. Thank you, Lord. Some of them are at that point where the enemy's next drive-by is going to mean some lives. It's not just going to be an emotional thing but it's gonna be the physically taking out of some lives unless a decision is made to say yes to the Lord, to the Lord our God. 
Thank you, Lord. So we're going to spend the time today to pray for them, to pray with them. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord God. This is real today. Glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.